You are listening to the Life is Not Complicated. You are Strong Opinions Podcast, produced by Charles Andrews, with your host, best-selling author. Identify yourself. Carlos, Carlos Wallace. All right, what's up, everybody? I'm back with you on the Life is Not Complicated Strong Opinion Podcast. And I got my sister with me, Daphne. Yes. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. Yeah. Well, introduce yourself. Let us let them, let my listeners know a little bit about you. Okay. I, I, you, you wear so many hats. So oh, I... Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Not intending to. Well, I'm Daphne Priscilla Brown Jack, and um, I'm a author, retired parole officer, speaker. Um, um, inventing a nonprofit called Prevention Zone, mm. and um, what else about me? I'm a planner and just just a whole <laughs> host of mother, a wife, and and just a whole host of stuff. I love it. Yeah, whole Good host stuff. of stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, before we even start, I want I have to say this. Um, I want to say thank you for the author series. Okay. Um, yeah. That series gave us, you know, local authors a, a, a opportunity to mm-hmm. first meet other authors. Yes, absolutely. Uh, discuss marketing, mm-hmm. and book planning, yes. and uh, uh, talk about the importance of speaking events. Yes, as, as you know, to be mm-hmm. able to sell more books. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just want to say thank you for that. Okay, yeah, it was. Uh, I was kind of elated doing it but and and I took it not being modest but I took it as you know oh it's no big deal but it was so amazing to have the authors come and then of course we had it arranged that you were able to leave your book in Texas Southern University Library so that was for a lot of people that was a big deal absolutely and and so my book was already there um, when I first started and and so when that event started evolving around in my head with the help of someone else um that's what i thought so when i was telling the authors i said well when you come bring two books mm-hmm. and we're going to put them in the library they were like what <laughs> in the library i was like yeah. yeah and so when you know when you think about it be like yeah that was a good thing oh, to do man. what i love the most uh, uh, you know it was a lot of things but mm-hmm. what i love the most uh, is the attendance from the students yeah and left yeah. there saying, man, I, I never thought about it, but now I want to write a book. Yeah. You know, you guys are giving me some ideas, uh-huh. giving me some vision. Uh-huh. And that's that's what I love more than anything. Yeah. You know, because yeah. as I said there mm-hmm. when I spoke, mm-hmm. tell your story before someone else does. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, Absolutely. They may not tell it the way you want exactly. it told. Exactly, yes. And so, it, you know, writing gives you that ability to tell your story. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. And, uh, so to hear the next generation talk about that, yeah, that that just warmed my heart. <laughs> That's good. And it all started with you. Oh God! Thank <laughs> but yeah, you. I Thank wanted to get you. that out of the way. Yeah, too. appreciate it. So uh, I want to talk to you about, and I know you're a retired parole officer, mm-hmm. but I want yes. to talk about that. You know, okay. uh, share us some insight with with your day to day duties when you were a parole okay. officer. Okay. Well, um, parole officer, I did it for twelve years. And so to really think about and reminisce as to how it was, my average day, I would get to work early on a day that I stayed in the office, um, get to work, check the computer to see if there's anybody in jail. And um, um, then, you know, just kind of read the emails to see what's going on for the day. And so that's a day when I'm in the office all day. 
Now, before you go, uh-huh. when you say to see if anybody in jail, that's mm-hmm. to see if they violated or... To see if they violated their parole. So mm-hmm. the the city or the county don't contact you. It's your job. To... It's our job because oh, what, okay. what happened is we get an alert right, in the okay. system that tells us that somebody's in jail. Okay. Okay. Somebody is violated. All right. and, and, and so now if they're violated and we don't see that, then they're getting away with whatever they're doing without getting caught. Right, right, okay. <laughs> and um, so, but yeah, that's that's how I start the day off with in the office all day. Okay. Then you have the days where it's time to see the guys to come in for office visits. Mm-hmm. And so we, you know, for me, I usually schedule the first two weeks of the month mm-hmm. and kind of do, I probably see about maybe 10, 15 guys a day. A day? A day. Wow. And I usually visit with them for about five, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, mm-hmm. depending on what they got going on. I got you. And I've stayed in the office sometimes 30 to 45 minutes with all the others still waiting. Okay. And so they'll come in, you know, discussing. It was a real simple visit. We wanted to make sure they were working. This right. is this is your average person who's able to work. So he comes in with his check stub. And if he's doing his AANA, um, he'll come in and have his attendance sheet. And um, we were responsible for putting everything that we do with that person that day in the computer. All that data. All that data, exactly. So more or less a data clerk, if you want to add to that. <laughs> <laughs> but but then we finish with the visit, and then we walk them outside to you know back into the lobby, mm-hmm. and then I call the next person to come in. Mm-hmm. And so that's the day of when we have office visits. Now the days of home visits is different that's being in the field do you schedule those or you just we pop up well for the regular caseload uh-huh. they are scheduled okay for the specialized caseloads those are pop-ups Ooh. especially the sex offenders oh wow uh-huh those those are pop-up visits so i kind of i would kind of rotate when you know looking at their work schedule seeing if they're not in group or whatever and then being in the field we were required to go to their groups to see if they're there mm-hmm. and then um and then um doing the home visit we go there to their homes and we have to go inside of their homes and look around you know like putting us in harm's way there really? uh-huh yeah they don't, you guys don't have any additional security or? um we we are, have an option of carrying a gun Mm-hmm. And then the pepper spray. Mm-hmm. And so me and my bad self, I didn't do none. none I just carried a <laughs> pen in my hand, if you know where I would go with that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I had it a certain way. Uh-huh. And and um, so, but anyway, um, yeah, we would go to their houses and look around for the ones who um, were child offenders. We had to go and look around, make sure we didn't see anything pertaining to a child. Right, right. And, and you know, some officers would go really detailed looking in the closets and checking around which is kind of sort of what we need to do to protect ourselves and and protect you know to make sure they have they're not Mm reoffending and um so you know it was pretty good and then of course um when we go to the group we'll go and and watch them in groups see if they participate and some i would go 
they be sleeping. Mm. And I walk up there, you know, the, the therapist would be like, you know, like, I say, hey, what's going on? Why you sleep? You bored? <laughs> and so, no, oh, Miss Jackie, you know, I had to work, you know, now. okay. I said, I'm just passing through. So, so you know, not trying to make myself sound big and bad, but um, no, my guys respected like me. Yeah, like yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and um, so it was, it was good. I enjoyed it. But then the time came, you know, when I wanted to, you know, do something different mm -hmm. and I wanted to stay with the agency, you know, move up the corporate ladder. And um, and it just didn't happen when I wanted it to. Yeah. Because then that takes me into where I'm at now. Mm, OK. Mm -hmm. uh, now, when you say uh, make well, if some, if someone's arrest, uh, arrested, OK, and they violated. Mm hmm. What would be the next step? You know, you know, they would alert you. Do you go to the jail to see them yes. or talk to them? Yes. So this this is where the revocation process come in. When they um, we make a decision through the board whether they be revoked. It all depends. So let's look at one where it's just a parole violation. So it's not just up to you. Not no. just your decision. No. And see, some guys make it sound like it was the one decision of that parole mm, officer that no. sent them back. No, and it's and it's not always. Um, some say that, oh yeah, the um, they'll listen to what the parole officers say. You know, then they'll say, Miss Jack, don't revoke me, blah blah blah, whatever. And and I said, well, I'm not the one to make that decision. Mm -hmm. And um, so, but the process when I get the alert, and um, <clears throat> I have five days to get down there to the jail to visit with them. Okay. So the alert usually showed that they were arrested, but then they got to go through the process of being booked in mm -hmm. and knowing what cell they're going to be in, cell block they're going to be in. And so once I get that, know that, we have to check the computer all the time because we don't get an alert when they are booked in. Okay. And so we check the, check the computer, um, which is the Harris County or wherever, and see if they're in a block. And so if they are, then we go downtown and depend on if it's just a um, parole violation, we have to take the revocation process agreement and, and take that down and read over it with them, telling them their rights. Mm -hmm. And then, um, then they'll say, well, you know, I wanna have a revocation hearing where they get a chance to come in to tell the hearing officer why they violated their or side of the story. yeah their side of the story exactly and and um so um that's basic that's a simple one and usually you know they if if it's not bad mm -hmm. or something they can justify and then me it kind of puts me in a place of a prosecuting attorney and so you know i i'll say you know i'll ask them questions to hear and also ask questions and um so if it's something that they can go back into society and it's not that bad, you know, I'll say, you know, they're asking me at the end of the hearing, um, what's your, I forgot the word recommendation for it. That's it, that's exactly, what's your recommendation? And I've said a few times revoke, mm. only on that type of violation, because it all depends what it is, what a it parole is. violation. Right. And, and, then, um, and then I might say continue supervision. Mm -hmm. And then I might say I don't have a recommendation. Yeah, I'll let the board decide. You okay. know, the you know whatever they say. Yeah, so the yeah, so me just saying what I do. Sometime it be that they continue supervision because I recommended it, and then 
Sometimes I get a surprise and they say, you know, lock them up for whatever. Regardless of what you say. Yeah, right. That's that's why we can't necessarily say that, it, you know, it's up to my PO to make that decision. Because right. it don't always work that way. Right. Mm -hmm. now, you know, I used to work for the prison. Yes. And uh, I worked on death row. Mm. It was at Ellis One. Uh-huh. Not every inmate at Ellis One was, uh, was on death row. Right. You know, we had a general population mm -hmm. also. Mm-hmm. But, and I was only on there 19 months. Oh, wow. And I saw some guys that left and came back. You know, they <laughs> yep. Yep. And, Revolving door. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I, would, I asked one guy once mm -hmm. uh, what he did. And, and he was in there on a on either a drug or alcohol violation. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, mm -hmm. offense. Mm -hmm. And he said his parole officer, um, what is it? Send him back. What, what yeah. Because mm -hmm. she came to she visit revoked him. him. Revoked him. Mm -hmm. Because he uh, he was collecting cans to sell, and he had some beer cans. And the part of his parole was he couldn't drink. Right. You know? That's that's part and of it. Because he had the empty cans in the bag, she revoked him. Is that is that probable? Or? Well, <laughs> <laughs> so I can really talk about it since I'm not with parole. Um, it's, it's almost like you have your good officer, bad officer, right. uh, officer of compromising and so on and so forth. There's a whole bunch of us. And so when you're an officer of integrity, you know, you try to do the right thing because your purpose is to reintegrate them back into society. And, and, Not and look for a reason. Exactly. <laughs> Don't look for no reason because, you know, it, it, it becomes a task because you got to go through all the process, wasting time to do all that. Mm -hmm. So it's like, how can I help him? What is it I need to do? So his case and, I, and, and if I was the officer and he tells me, um, you know, I'd be like, what you doing? You know, oh, I'm just collecting cans. If I see that he's collecting cans, yeah. it could be any kind of can. Right. You understand? Mm -hmm. So why would I? take him through the process of saying oh no you drinking beer I didn't see him drink beer right. I see him collecting cans right. so what would the decision be for somebody of integrity right you understand okay. so it would be like okay well just be mindful you know make sure you're not doing this whatever and then you have some oh yeah you drinking them you drink uh-huh I see you got beer cans all of, you right. know oh I'm gonna write you up just over the top. Yeah. And we had officers like that in the prison. Mm -hmm. And they usually get get other people hurt. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because, yeah. Because when an inmate decide they gon they had enough. Yes, yes. Um, and they don't care who it is. Mm -hmm. they, they, whoever is nearby mm -hmm. when I want to heat up this urine and throw it on the officer. Yeah. And things like that. Yeah. And it it, it usually comes from someone poking mm -hmm. and poking. Yeah. And poking. Yeah. And and get tired. Oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. you know, and I I if I was uh, incarcerated, I would probably be the same way. Mm -hmm. Like, hey man, I just can't do my time. Mm -hmm. Leave me alone. Yeah, you know? exactly. But you exactly. do have officers that that harass, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. uh, and it's you know they catch them sometimes. Absolutely, but, but yeah. Not all the time. Yeah, know? yeah. It's and, and it's really sad because a lot of times I'm not going to say a, a, the majority of the times, but you have where you have guys that are in there who's been wrongfully convicted. Yeah. So they're having to deal with the system angry because right. they don't have no business being here, but they're here. Right. We're going to get on that. Yeah. Now. See? <laughs> but mm -hmm. Before we go to break, we're uh -huh. going to break here in a second. Okay. I, it's one thing I want to say about the sex offenders. Okay. How is it so many of them fall through the cracks and, and able to violate continuously? You know, with supervision, with the mm -hmm. pop-up visits, 
it still seem to be ones that still get away with, with continued violations. Well, thank God I'm not working at parole anymore because sometime it'd be that, because being a parole officer and, I'm, and this didn't give me an excuse and it's not an excuse for any of us, but it boils back down to integrity, doing the right thing, making sure you're being fair, making sure you're doing your job. Because the fact that when you get someone who's constantly violating and they have a parole officer, it might be something the parole officer's not doing. Mm. Okay? Okay. When I go do a home visit, did I go do that home visit? Or did I just drive past? Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. So, so, and that's probably a whole nother subject and probably leaking to if the world heard this, you know, they have that to go, but, but it's the truth. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's the truth. And, and um, none of us are perfect. I'm not excusing myself. Like I was just this upright parole officer, not to say that I did anything bad, but you see those things. Mm -hmm. You see those things, they get an alert that that guy and did something. And so what, what happens behind the scene that calls um, the investigation on the officer to make sure that they had everything in a row. What they were supposed to do. Yes. Gotcha. Yes. That's how they fall okay. between the cracks. Wow. Mm -hmm. So much. Well, y'all, <laughs> hey, I, well, we got to take a break. Yeah. <laughs> On the Life is Not Complicated, Strong Opinions Podcast. We'll be right back. The things students say, like, you know, man, because of this book, I didn't commit suicide. Because of this book, I can now uh, speak in public and come out of my shell. Because of this book, I'm not so worried about what other people say about me, you know, not looking for their validation. That's what means that, you know, that's what, that's what touches me. Um, my favorite chapter was about not letting either your boss, uh, boyfriend, girlfriend, mother, family, anybody get in your way of being successful in whatever it is you want to do. To purchase life is not complicated. You are or the other 99 times or to download the audio versions. Please visit carloswallace.com. You are listening to the Life is Not Complicated. You are Strong Opinions Podcast. All right, we back with you on Life is Not Complicated, Strong Opinion Podcast with my sister, Miss Jack. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> uh, just, just to talk a little bit more about this, this parole officer mm -hmm. uh, duties. Mm -hmm. Now, I know you've, you've handled your fair share of sad cases. Oh, yes. Uh, and I shared the story about the beer can mm -hmm. guy and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But I know there's probably guys that you felt like could actually function in society mm -hmm. and for whatever reason mm -hmm. they get they get revoked mm -hmm. and sent back. Mm -hmm. uh, how do you deal with that emotionally? I know it's... Um, wow. It would be some days when I walk them back outside, I would be sad because, you know, we're not necessarily supposed to show our emotions. No attachment. It's every, everything is business and, mm -hmm. you know, getting doing what we're supposed to do. But it, it, it'd be sometime where it gets the best of us. Mm -hmm. And I can say us because I've seen my coworkers, you know, they come as man, Miss Jack, you know, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. And so I even experienced, um, I've had, during the course of my life at parole, I had about, I want to say about 10 guys who died on my caseload. Oh, wow. And, and we had some that um, in the regular field, I had had a couple of them that 
committed suicide, two or three of them. And then I had one that was in car accidents mm -hmm. and everything. So I experienced my first death and boy, I, my emotions got the best because it was my first one. One of my young guys, he, um, he was, it was regular field. So he was, he was in a car accident mm -hmm. and his family called and had to tell me what was going on. And so, you know, I made notations because we had to do the data work. And um, so I had to go to verify that he was there mm -hmm. and, and visit with the, with the, with the person. Mm -hmm. And so, <laughs> my first experience. So I went and, and, um, and you know how you get to know your people, you know the guys and everything. So, you know, you kind of have a connection with them um, in a professional way. And so I went to the hospital and Carlos, the, I, they were all family was standing around. And so I said, well, I miss Jack. And they were like, oh, oh this is so-and-so's um, parole office. This is this, their this PO, they would say. And so I said, well, where is he? And they said, Miss Jack, he's not going to make it. He's on life support. Mm. And I was like, what? I said, oh, wow. I said, well, let me go in and see. And they said, oh, sure, come on, come on. And so I went in and that boy was laying up there on a life support and was not, you know, he was like almost gone. Mm -hmm. And so to see that, I when I went back outside, I was trying to hold myself together, mm -hmm. but seeing the family and then it was like, I just talked to him the other day mm -hmm. and, and, and everything. And so when I walked out in the lobby and and the mother, you know, she said, Miss Jack, I, that's my baby, you know, and da da da. Boy, I started crying like I knew the boy. I mean, I, <laughs> I was so embarrassed. And I started crying, Carlos. I must have, like, I was at my mama's funeral. Right, right. <laughs> and I was like, oh, y'all forgive me, please. They said, oh, no, Miss. So they started consoling me. I'm the Durham parole officer, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and I was just so that was my first experience. So of course, when the others start happening, and and I was I was better then. Mm -hmm. So so if I wanted to feel bad or whatever, or cry, you know, I would do it in my you know back when I'm in the car, whatever the case may be. So I was able to handle that. I was better, and so but yeah, the the when when things happen, um, you you feel a certain way. Mm -hmm. You feel a certain way. And then when you get the sums that would know they were doing wrong, they get caught because I would always tell them, right. I'll find out everything that you're doing yeah. so you can't get away with it. Yeah. And I had one, one, he was my sex offender guy, and um, something happened when he was a teenager. Because mm. when they do the teenager stuff, you know, they, they're docked for life. Yeah. And so he, um, he was, what he was doing, going out of town, which I supposed to know, he got to have a travel permit, going out of county, out of town to visit his family. Wasn't mm. doing nothing bad there, just right. going to visit his family, but I didn't know. Right. And so I get to my office and the phone rang and it's his sister. Miss mm. Jack, this is so-and-so's sister. I said, okay, how you doing? She said, I just called to let you know that he, he was killed in a car accident last night. I said, where was he at? She said he was he was on his way here home. And I said, home is where? Way down in Victoria. Oh wow. I said, what? I said, I didn't know anything about that. And she said, Well, yeah, he um, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, see, 
told them. Yeah, and they don't know what the provisions yeah, exactly. of the Exactly, exactly, you know? exactly. So, yeah. And that would just be as simple as, as asking you for the permit. Right? Asking for the permit. Now, it's a little procedure, but yeah. most of the time they usually get approved. Mm -hmm. um, now, when they're six months, just released six months out, we be kind of cautious not to really, because we want to see how they do right. at least a year. Keep the training wheels. Yeah, yeah, keep, sure that's, right. that's right. That's <laughs> right. Hey, that's a good way of putting it. So, so we, um, you know, we, you know, like if it's a family murder, like, you know, if the mother died or father died. Right. Right. And and um, I even had one case where the guy's been on parole for years, and 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 um, his father passed away, and the family didn't want him to come mm. to his father's funeral. Wow. Mm -hmm. And um, so it was that that made me feel kind of bad. But then I looked at, it, I said, well, you shouldn't have done what you did. Right, right, right. You know, and and um, so you know we you know and I can so he cried about it. I said, well, just think, you know, I tried to, so he's in your heart, and, you know, and I said, you know, you have to understand the reason why. He said, I know, Miss Jack, I know. He said, but, it, you know, that's my dad, and da-da-da-da-da. Right. So, because he hadn't seen this family in years, mm -hmm. and so. Now, I know, I know there has to be some, when they, when they parole out, and you, you encounter with them, that you cheering for them. Mm -hmm. And I, I just want you to do right. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. when I worked for the prison, mm -hmm. I would meet guys that would have such amazing talents. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. You know, things, that's, that's they, they is that. whatever with their hands, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, I would always say, man, why didn't you just do that when you were out? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, you know, you and you're making uh, leather belts. Like yeah. Pure leather mm -hmm. for five dollars. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and those belts are selling for two hundred dollars. <laughs> you know, exactly. on the open market. And, yes. And it, it was just amazing. I met one guy. He could, uh, with just a pencil, he mm -hmm. could, he could create anything, mm -hmm. any image, mm -hmm. and make it look three D. Right, with just right, a pencil, right. different right. shades. Oh wow. And uh, but he told me he used to be a personal. Um, artist for Akeem Olajuwon. Jeez. And he's man, I was making lots of money, but I got addicted to cocaine. Mm -hmm. He said one thing led to another. Yeah. I wasn't drawing as much, so mm -hmm. I lost that job, mm -hmm. and, but I needed more money for more cocaine, mm -hmm. and then I started robbing. And, mm -hmm. Oh, wow. You know, yeah. And, but it's just to hear those stories, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. And with the prison, we could we could always go read their travel card. Okay. The travel card basically it tells what they've done. You know, uh -huh. uh, if they've ever violated before. Uh -huh. it, it, I mean, it may have a layout of their hearing, the right, court right, hearing. Right. So we could match that to see who lying or who uh -huh. not. You know. Uh huh. But uh, yeah, some of the guys, I, I can honestly say, I was cheering for them. Right. Man, just do right. Yeah. You, you, yeah. You, you you have too much to offer the world mm -hmm. to be in this cage. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You right, know? that's true. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. Now yeah. there, there's been a lot of talk about uh, the need for for prison reform. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. uh, would you agree that we that we need to reform it, or are there just areas that need to be? Uh, if they did it right, it would work. Yeah, yeah. If they if they did it right, it would work. Um, now we know that the criminal justice system. It's kind of torn up, mm -hmm, I mm -hmm. would say, and and um, like I say, you get people that wrongfully convicted, and they having to go in the system, and and um, it's for the ones who actually committed the crimes, um, and they are remorseful for doing that, and they go into the prison system, 
do what they supposed to do, follow and come out and have a mindset to reintegrate back into society, mm -hmm. it can be done. Mm -hmm. It can be done. But then you get the ones who, what they say, institutionalized. Right. And, and um, you know, knowing that's how they operate and how they only can function is because of what they dealt with. And, you know, it, it can be good for people who have committed crime mm -hmm. to kind of answer the reform question. It, 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 it can be good, but, but the system is so screwed up till it's just contaminated, it's toxic. Yeah, and I, you know, I have that discussion a lot with, uh, in my Google group, uh -huh. you know, we, we have uh, sessions about criminal justice mm -hmm. and, and reform. And, mm -hmm. and my biggest uh, thing I always say, it, you know, we hear a lot of us say it's, it's racist. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And and that's that's an opinion. But mm -hmm. my opinion mm -hmm. is not about race as much as it is money. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you that's have the, the right word. money, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if you're black, brown, white, mm -hmm. Asian. It if that you have the right money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and it just so happened there's more of us that don't have the money. Mm -hmm. So of course it looks like mm -hmm. we're, we're convicted at a higher rate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I do want to share a story. I got called for jury duty back in July. Okay. Now, I don't know the exact percentages within Harris County, but I know, it, you know, we're, we're, we're the majority black and brown. Mm -hmm. So I'm in the jury pool uh, where they're gonna pull us for the jury. Okay. To you know, see who they select mm -hmm. and whatnot. And mm -hmm. it, man, it was about I don't know, two hundred of us mm -hmm. in there. Mm -hmm. And there were only about six blacks. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and maybe fifteen or twenty Hispanic and mm -hmm. rest white. Mm -hmm. That's how the juries end up all white. <laughs> we gotta, we have to vote. We have to be involved with the system. Oh, absolutely. You know, uh, and so it, it 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 made me mad. You know, and <laughs> I, I got I, I I was selected uh -huh. to go in, but but I did get struck. Right. You know, they, they, I didn't have to sit on the on the jury. Uh huh. But it made me upset. Wow. Because I the the way you get selected is register to vote. Mm -hmm, and I right. hear some people say I don't register to vote because I don't want to get selected for a jury. But I'm no. like, man, how can they uh, you be tried by the jury your peers mm -hmm. if your peers aren't you know participating in the system? Right. You know, when you go to trial for whatever it is, mm -hmm. don't you want to look over and yeah. see people that look like you, mm -hmm. think like you, understand where you come from, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. they're more, um, you know, apt to understand your plight. Right, 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 right. Versus, you know, I've seen trials where a teenager is on trial for whatever, uh -huh. and they have his Facebook page on a projection screen in the courtroom. Mm with rap lyrics mm, up here mm. and and by the time they finish he's a drug dealer yeah. I mean, a gang member right right and these are just rap lyrics uh -huh. so if i'm on the jury i understand rap lyrics right right but someone else may not mm -mm. you know the older person or the, the they already older got white him person, labeled they got him labeled he's so. guilty already it, but when his lawyer says no nah, man these are lyrics from whatever rapper mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, i may not like it right but at least i'll understand exactly you know exactly and that's a very common thing kids mm -hmm. do today right and, right and i always share that story like, <laughs> man, you know that may be the one thing that that they push you on over the edge right that, that get right you convicted, yeah you know? oh absolutely 
Absolutely. Because it, it speaks of your character. Uh, exactly, exactly. And so that that's that's very important. Although you know, because I've seen the jury selection, and then on the flip side of it, you'd be surprised your your own race is against you. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah they can be against you and and but at the same time yeah you do want to look out and see and then of course we you know us as black people you know we be trying to you know we need to be a part of everything you know just start being a part of things that is necessary for our benefit but you know even when it come down to voting this is kind of sidebar off the topic but you know when it come down to voting oh i'm not voting i'm not voting right you know, but you you should be exercising your rights. Yeah, because it all goes into the part of the same mm -hmm. system, you know, mm -hmm. within the government, city government. Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Exactly. If, if you want fairness, then you have to participate. That's right. That's right. That is so true. That's so true. Well, I'm going to take one more break, and then when okay. I come back, we're going to talk about your book okay. and how you about to influence lives at Lone Star <laughs> College. <laughs> wow. We'll be, we'll be right back with you on the Life, uh, Life is Not Complicated Strong Opinion Podcast. Other 99 times. Count your blessings. Season 2, showing now on NetNY.TV, Theos by Verizon Channel 48, Optimum Channel 30, and Spectrum Channel 97. Season 1, streaming on Amazon Prime Video. Please visit www.carloswallace.com. That's Carlos Wallace. We would love to hear your opinion. All right, we back with you on the Life Is Not Complicated Strong Opinions podcast. We're gonna do this third segment. I'm gonna let Miss Jack get on out of here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, I want to talk about your book now. Okay. You know, I, uh, the other side of the story. Yes. Um, of course, we talk about this criminal justice, yeah. and and there's a lot of stories that don't get told. Right. You know, people accused of things or falsely incarcerated, uh -huh. and that just don't get to tell the other right. side of the story. Right. right. So, so talk about your book a little bit. Um, my book came to me um, during the time I'm parole officer, law-abiding citizen, and you know, doing good in life. At least I thought I was. And, um, you know, little children, raising my babies, and my husband, military guy, yada, 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 yada. And we all right. And so... Fellow I, Navy man, I had to plug it. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, y'all forgot. Y'all got a good conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, you know, was in, in the Navy Reserves. And so, you know, God was good. We loved God and just, you know, going to church, doing everything. And one day, bam. My whole life changed mm. and everything that could go wrong started going wrong. Mm -hmm. And so um, we had to deal with the criminal justice system. Mm. So being on the other side, seeing how it really, really operates when you come from operating the system, but now you're going to see how it really operates. Mm -hmm. And so, um, my husband was was um, being accused of an allegation, 
And so, you know, to have to deal with the criminal justice system, it was kind of Greek, you know, I know how the system worked, mm -hmm. but to work it from me, mm -hmm. for me, um, it was it was Greek. And, and, and so we dealt with all of the above, the, the trial, the, the, the allegations, the trial, the jury, and bonding out of jail, plea bargain system, all of that. Mm -hmm. So being able to um, digest what was going on, I thought, I said, well, I'm seeing how this is working and seeing how things can happen to people. And so I need to share my story. Mm -hmm. And me being the private person that I love to be, don't like to be bothered. And people are like, you girl, you, yes, you do. Honestly, if I can just go, go to my house, take care of the family and leave and not have the outside, I'm good. Good with that. Right? Yeah, but now I was in a position of making a decision. Do I want the world to know what has happened in my life? Mm -hmm. And so then I looked at it from a different angle of saying, this story could help someone. Help someone else, right. And when I had to look at it from that perspective, the idea came in my mind. And as the time was moving forward in the situation, um, I started, I was already taking notes because mm -hmm. I'm good for documenting everything. And so I'm already taking notes and slowly putting it together. So finally, when it was officially over, two trials later, and it was officially over in our favor, um, I started putting everything together because mm -hmm. it was still stuck in my mind. Somebody need to hear your story so they can be helped from the point of looking at it, not giving up, mm -hmm. being persistent, mm -hmm. um, um, talking with people of resource and, and you know, just, just kind of having a map of how to do this process okay. and what to expect. And so I wrote it from that perspective. And then, then the, the psychological part of it, dealing with the emotions and, and, um, and being, didn't, didn't think of suicide, but it was like, I wanted to just go to sleep and die. And not wake up. And not wake up. Right. Yeah, so you know, you, you don't think of those things when life is good for you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But you get, you, I was taken there to that point of just saying, and then I thought, I said, well, if I leave, then what happened with my little children? You right, know, right. My husband, would it, you know, would he come out all right? So I got myself together. And so it was, it was even to the point of where going to court every month, going to court every month. And then it became, once I made myself content in the state I was in, I got dressed, made a vacation day for my job and took advantage of it. Mm -hmm. Go to court, go out to lunch, pick up the kids and come home, mm -hmm. go to work the next day. So, and then it drives to that once I made myself contented in the state I was in, on the spiritual side, it allowed God to do what he needed to do. Right. To take us through that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and, and so my book, that's, that, that was the reason for writing the book because I wanted to help. And, and I get good reviews mm -hmm. for people who, are, who had the opportunity to read. And, and um, I have permission to name one particular person, Kurt Whalem. Mm -hmm. The jazz saxophonist um, on the sidebar, my daughter went on tour with him 
and we were able to really collaborate and talk with him right. on a personal level. Mm -hmm. And so um, she sang, he was excited about that, and I told her, I'm an author. He said, really? So he, <laughs> he, he um, Norman Brown at that particular time, Norman Brown have a copy too, the mm -hmm. guitarist. Um, <laughs> it was a funny story when, when she did the tour, Norman said, he said, I like to support arts. I was like, okay, cool. So he gave me a 20. And so um, I said, hey, um, I said, I don't have no change because it was a, a last minute thing to do because I packed my books everywhere I go. Right. I'm at the concert with my books. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, um, so, so he gave me a 20. And so um, I gave him the books. He, he said, well, just give me two books. I said, oh, okay. So I made the mistake, and it was a funny mistake. I gave Kurt the copy that he paid for. Oh, he bro. said, why you do that? I said, I'm so sorry. I, he said, and he just was teasing. He was rubbing it and I was like, I'm so, he said, it's okay. That's my brother. <laughs> so the next day at the second part of the tour, um, he, um, I, he had the copy of the book and he had started reading. Fast forward, long story short, he loved the book. Mm -hmm. And he said, wow, he said it inspired me mm. and made me see life different. Right. Yes. How to be grateful and thankful and, and knowing that God can bring you out of a situation right. no matter what it is. He said yours was different and I could have something that might not be like yours, but I, but now I have a stronger faith right. to know that God can bring me right, out. Right. So yeah. that was the purpose of writing the book and sharing my story. And and, um, and I'm excited. It's all around the world. I gave Stevie Wonder a copy mm -hmm. when I was in California a few years back. Um, mm -hmm. Shirley Caesar have a copy. And I'm waiting for Oprah to get hers. Right. Okay. Okay. We gonna, right. We're going to work on Yeah, we're going to see how Oprah can get her copy. Because yes. I see myself, you know, on, on Super Sunday, Soul Sunday, whatever yeah. Sunday. She, yeah. yeah. And, she, and all she's going to say to me is, where have you been all my life? All my life. <laughs> I've been waiting on this. I've been, yeah, I've been waiting. She's so, gonna fire somebody. Exactly. It's, it's sitting in her office and they ain't pointed it out. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. So, but yeah, that's that's my book. That's my book, The Other Side of the Story. Yeah. So so with going through the process, do mm -hmm. you feel like the system was fair? Uh with with you know, with the... Um Yeah. They had to be mindful of I noticed that and, and I guess I'm saying it's fair because we won, but I can look at it from the perspective they went detailed and really sought through the story mm -hmm. or sought through the situation mm -hmm. to show that this man didn't commit a crime. Do you think that was because of you and, and knowing that you were a part of the system? Yeah, yeah, because the attorney we had the last time around he was like, you need to go to law school. And I'm thinking, here I am 50-some years old going to law school. I was like, nah, no, I don't feel like it. And and at first, I did, actually was planning to go to law school. And and so, you know, I get people calling me about law information. And, of course, you research and Google and find right. out everything. And I can give them an answer that their attorney might not have told them. Mm -hmm. And I say, now go back and take that to him. And then they'll call later on. Girl, I'm glad you told me that. Wow. <laughs> So, so yeah, I have the mindset, but but I was able to assist the attorney going through the case, you know, 
piecing it out and checking and doing everything because mm -hmm. I wanted to make sure I wasn't sleeping with the enemy. Right. I'm, you know what I mean? Absolutely. I mean, I didn't like my husband like that. Right. <laughs> I mean, I just, you know, and I'm just seriously telling. I mean, I don't like him like that to where, oh, my man, nah. You can't be a violent oh, in, in your husband. Uh, not, not at the same time. Not in this <laughs> lifetime. Shoot. No. Mm -mm. No. So, yeah, I, I played a big part in that. And I learned some things, and and then uh, yeah, I was thinking, well, maybe I should have went to law school, because I would be, I would help people. Yeah, well, you you are gonna help some people. The yeah. book is now uh, at Lone Star College, University yes. of Park. Yes. Congratulations on thank that. Thank you, thank you. Oh my God. Uh, so, uh, what message in it do you have for the uh, upcoming criminal justice students and majors that have to read the book? Well, um, it can it can go from the perspective of seeing how, you know, just a brief of seeing how the criminal justice system works mm -hmm. and how you have to be persistent that if if a crime is not committed, this is what you have to do. Right. Um, don't give in to the plea bargaining system uh -huh. because it, it can take you there and land you in prison. Mm -hmm. And and then they can um, also in, with the emotional side of it, psychology part of it you know dealing with the mind how you deal with things mm -hmm. and you know don't don't commit suicide you know just just kind of deal with it so so that's that's how the criminal justice system and we're in the process of working out how we how we will project it or present it mm -hmm. and and um but but um i was assured the other day it's a done deal and oh, so yeah. so we're gonna work something out and and make sure you know that it's it would be very beneficial to them yeah are you also going to go out and speak to the class yeah the yeah that that's such a such a good thing and 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 i don't mind sharing this because of you, you did play a part in making it happen. Hey, I'm just the vessel. Yeah, vessel, whatever. My brother, however, you, you played a part in this, and it's crazy how you played a part in it because I went to an event and heard the speaker mm -hmm. at the event, and, 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 and when they were doing the introduction, they said he's a professor in the criminal justice department, at Long Star College. And I was so glad I was at that event to hear that. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, oh my God. So I got to thinking, so he spoke very well. It was a very good speech and message because he was preaching. Mm -hmm. And so it was very good. So afterwards I went went up to him because I was doing it and I said, no, I gotta go speak to that professor. And so, man, when I went and spoke to this guy, he was just so, I mean, just so humble and just so, yeah, yeah. so kind. Yes, oh my God, just so kind. And and so um, it was it was so quick and so unreal. I said, well, here's my number. I put it on a piece of napkin. I didn't have any business cards with me. Mm -hmm. Always have your business cards. So um, I gave it to him. He said, I'm gonna be in touch with you. Mm -hmm. And so, well, fast forward to us doing an event together, Arthur Series. Uh -huh. I, you were almost ready to leave after we'd finished. And I said, oh, by the way, or however I said it to you, um, I met somebody, Lone Star College, blah, 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 and I gave you the name. Oh, I know him. And the, the next thing you said, do you have his number? And I said, no. And he said, let me give it to you. 
And because you knew that he was a good man who didn't mind oh, yeah. you passing out that number. Because, uh -huh. you know, people be kind of irritated. Now, don't give him a right. number. You know, call me first. Right. You didn't have it. You didn't even have it. And that was confirming how much this person, Jermaine Johnson, is amazing. Yeah. And 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 so I, I call him Dr. Jermaine Johnson. Right, yeah. he, he, he said, I'm playing. I said, doctor. Yeah. And so, but anyway, so I got the number and I reached out to him. You know, it was kind of like, ooh, I hate to bother him, but I'm going to reach out to him just yeah. in case. I told you, just tell him I told you. Dude, and faith, <laughs> that, that was not a mistake because when he realized that it was me and he called me, he said, you know, I was thinking about you the other day and was trying to find that paper. You wrote the number and the rest is history. Wow. And the wow. rest is history. And so I had a chance to attend um, an event you were part of mm -hmm. and then he had something else oh the christmas party i think mm -hmm. it was okay yeah and and had a chance to go and start to you know mix and mingle a little bit and then being at the christmas party i had my husband with me and and able to introduce myself and that prompts something else That's to right. to get me once connect to the baby next, to wow the it was and I, I i like i told him at that author series mm -hmm. if you have the type of book that will fit a curriculum mm -hmm. that is a very good way to go yes you can sell thousands and thousands yes. and thousands yes of books. yes you know it's yes. my frustration when i go to uh the book fair mm -hmm. um i've never heard anyone speak on how to do that right they talk about how you can Manipulate the numbers on Amazon. And, and, <laughs> yeah. And, and you can set up a booth at a football game. Right, and, right, and right. That, all this. They, mm -hmm. they, but I've never had heard them have a class or any type of presentation mm -hmm. on how to get your book mm -hmm. in curriculum. Yeah, and you know we did have that at the author series. We did. Yes, we, we did. Because that's important. Yes, it's important. That's important. Mm -hmm. uh, I want, I want students read my books right you know and what better place than in a school in a school that's right you know. that's right and that was my dream as to how you know and i would reach out i reached out and and i don't mind saying reached out to my school over here tsu and and um um you know it hadn't happened yet but that's okay long star got it mm -hmm. and ain't no telling where it's gonna go after that yeah, absolutely. you mentioned sam houston sam to me houston. and 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 so i have a little slight connection because i'm in a um, an organization that Sam Houston is a part of. Mm -hmm. So, you know, ain't no telling how that may work. Yeah, once you get in one school and they see how it works in the curriculum, because mm -hmm. uh, the biggest thing is students. Yes. Students is, oh my God, I'm glad I read this book. Mm -hmm. And then other colleges are going to say, oh, we, we need that over here. Yeah. We, we want yeah. our children to like, have yeah. that kind of reaction. Like a firecracker. It, it, it's <laughs> like churches, they yeah. compete. Uh -huh. they compete. <laughs> <laughs> if one church got it, we want it We too. want it too, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, that's but, cool. But yeah, I, I, I see it growing. Yeah. I see it growing. Yeah. Uh, I just found out yesterday mm -hmm. that mine is now at Houston Baptist. Shut up. Yeah, social psychology. Wow. I'm, I'm excited about it. And they're using the other 99 times. Not okay, life. okay, so okay. That's even, even better because yeah. uh, life has legs mm -hmm. big time. <laughs> like, yeah. it is taking off. Yeah. In 99, I mean, we, we have the TV show in New York. Mm -hmm. And that, that has helped tremendously, but it hadn't really grown any legs here in the South. Okay. So that that's a good starting point. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm super excited about, you know, what the future is, is holding for the book. And, um, and just, you know, we want to 
narrow it down to see, you know, how we would be able to really present it like, you know, you're doing. Mm -hmm. And so I want when I get when I grow up, I want to be like you, Paula. <laughs> <laughs> when I grow up. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got a couple of things that I want to run by you before you go. Okay. Uh, so I always ask my guests. I, I present one of my quotes, one of my original quotes. Okay. And and you just explain to me what it means to you. Uh-huh. And here's the one I chose for you. Okay. Until we become the change we seek, the changes we seek will never come. Until we... Beco say it again. Until we become the change we seek, mm -hmm. the, change we, the changes we seek will never come. Okay. You want me to break that down? Yeah. Well, if we're only seeking, then that's all it's going to be, right, seeking. Yeah. But you got to do it. So we got to be a part of it, yeah. You I, have to make it happen, <laughs> yeah. which ties into my vision for 2019 moving forward. Um, write the vision and implement. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we can write it and don't do it so that no yeah. change is made. Right. So, so, but if we write it, and implement it, everything will just fall in place Take care of yourself. the way it's supposed to. Indeed. So, yeah. so yeah, that's that's what I get from that. Read it again. I like it. <laughs> Until we become the change we seek, the change we seek will never come. Yeah. Now you can go to Goodreads. All my quotes are well. Not a, it's a lot of my. I think around yeah, 300. I, yeah, I'll yeah. be doing. So you doing a book for that? Uh, Mention it. You know, someone said I should do a book with just quotes in it. Yeah. Hey. Hey, Oprah gonna call you. <laughs> well, when I finish this third one, we'll, uh -huh. we'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll yeah. See. Oprah, Oprah will call you on that one. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, now, mm -hmm. my first book, Life Is Not Complicated, You Are. Yes. Would you say there's anything in your life that you overcomplicate? Uh-huh. Life itself. Just life itself. Um, Your relationship, your marriage. Uh-huh. Raising your children, just making it harder than it has to be. Yeah, and and it's and and I have a have a quote. I say, keep life simple. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And and what is simple? Um, I was talking to my uncle the other day, and I said to him, I said the Bible say that we will have trials and tribulations. Mm -hmm. Not drama and mess. <laughs> okay. We created that. We created that, and okay. that's part of that complication. Okay. The life part is that we will have trials and tribulations. Right. Then the complicated come when you allow drama and mess, drama and mess. to overtake the trials and tribulations. Right, right. And so in order to make it happen, you just keep life simple. Uh-huh. Follow the rule. Yeah. And when I was in in my book, I made it. It was complicated because I'm worried about what I can do. And, and, and um, when we go to court, um, these, these people getting dismissed and everything. And I was waiting. And then the judge had called my husband and his attorney up and, and okay, next court date. I was worried about it. It was mm -hmm. complicated. Mm -hmm. But until I made up in my mind that this is simple. And trust the process. And trust the process and know that God is in control kept it simple mm -hmm. next thing we know it was over wow and next thing we know we accomplished what we need to accomplish right i just got my master's back in may of last year oh i forgot to mention that yeah, and and um i was in the first program for criminal justice and and not ashamed to say i failed out of that program mm -hmm. i flunked out of that program 
And so um, when I did that, I was kind of like down and out because that's what I wanted to do mm -hmm. was criminal justice. But guess what? God had another plan. Right. And so I wind up flunking out of that and reached out to um, um, Dr. Over the political science. But anyway, Dr. Adams, Michael Adams, mm -hmm. um, reached out to that program, public administration, got in, accepted, and w took me a year mm. to get my master's. Mm -hmm. And then the bonus part of that, that of course I paid for my student loans, I was able to go to Ghana, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Accra, Ghana last year, yeah. and mixed and mingle and met people right. there. So I just stopped worrying about the complicated part. I just followed the process, did the process, and, and trusted God that he had everything in control. Right, amen. And so, yeah. Now, yeah. My, my second book, mm -hmm. uh, The Other 99 Times, and you know, okay. the premise is we focus too much on the one thing that went wrong mm -hmm. instead of thanking God for the 99 for the that 99. went right. Yeah. <laughs> is there anything and, you say you do that? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I find myself focusing on, and, and we, we have to learn to be mindful of that because the fact that um, when a situation come up, you can't stay on it. Right, right. Again, I have this little thing, um, a little speaking keynote thing that I'm writing because I don't know when I get called on, but I title it 30 seconds mm. and let it go. Mm. 30 seconds of when a situation come up, you're going to cry, mm -hmm. going to be mad. Mm -hmm. One of those emotions will kick in. So mm. do it only for 30 seconds and let it go. Because that's when you start realizing that I'm trusting the process and I'm trusting God to work it out for me. Right. Go through that cycle. And yeah. Keep 30 seconds. Yeah. 30 seconds. Moving. I mean, cross, not everything. Whatever you got. To yeah. Do, yeah. Get and it out. Let it go. Yeah. Let it go. Yeah. Well, that's a I have enjoyed you. today. Oh, I was honored. Now, I'm so before honored. We go to tell the people where they can find you. I know you, you know, you told me yesterday that your new website is about to launch. Yeah, it's, it's about to come up. My um, publicist who I'm working with now, Cindy Stover, just she's such a jewel. And I feel like my mother sent her to me mm -hmm. because um, she has hired me on as a publishing agent. And so but and at the same time, the company is building my website mm. for my book. Okay. And the website is www.daphinejack.com. Okay. So it's in the process, so don't go to it just yet. But I do have an email. If you need more information, need me to come and speak or come and talk, interview, whatever, um, it's daphine at daphinejack.com. Okay. Daphine at daphinejack.com. Uh-huh. That's D-A-P-H-I-N-E. Mm -hmm at D-A-P-H-I-N-E-J-A-C-K dot com. Amen. <laughs> Real easy. I, I love it. I <laughs> yes, love it. I'm excited. Well, I'm looking forward to working with you at Lone yes, Star. Yes, I and, know. And inspiring students and creating a better tomorrow. Yes, yes. I'm going to depend on you, little oh, brother. you got it. You got it. <laughs> and thank yes. you again for interviewing with me on Life I'm and I Strong Opinion Podcast. Yes, all right. All right. Cool. All right, we'll see you guys next time. Oh, Doc, before you go, I know you got to catch a flight. I know you're in and out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I got a question here about, uh, well, it's, it's, it comes from the uh, opinion box. Okay. Um, and they wanted to know, basically, they, they're a poet. And they say that they've heard a lot of your, your poets on your season one podcast, Kanai, Miracle, and, uh, and, and people like that. And they wanted to know 
basically, is it educators and poets that are your strong suit that you lean towards, or is it just that just happened to be how it flowed? Oh, well, man, some reason, it, it, in my business and personal life, I just happen, I might, I just happen to find myself surrounded with educators okay. all the time, you know. Uh, but like I said, my family, I come from a long line of educators. You know, okay. the women in my family were educators and the males in my family were railroaders. Okay. So somehow I just <laughs> That's hilarious. I, I migrate to, to educators, you yeah. know. So the, the, the funny part about that, that's why, <laughs> why, ladies and gentlemen, why that's so funny is that he was a railroader who wrote a book while he was a railroader. Yeah. He, was, yeah. he became an educating railroader. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> my mom always wanted me to be an educator, but yeah. they didn't make enough money. So I, I said, no, nah, I think I'm, I want to be, I'd rather be a railroad. That's all right. <laughs> are you creating anything? Uh, of course, I know you are. I'm just going to ask this question, throw it out there. Uh, are you creating anything, a network of, of educators or a network of uh, other podcasts or a network of other poets? Uh, we are. Charles and I are creating this whole podcast network. Yeah. Vision with voices media network yeah and it it will encompass a multitude of yeah. podcasts right. we're building this big family of podcasts Great. so go to carloswallace.com and check it out yeah and it is a continuing growing family because if you do not know of course this the life's not complicated you are is uh the name of this podcast stems from the book Life is not complicated. You are the strong opinions part. It's just something that that we both have on certain issues. But there is another book called The Other 99 Times. And and if you want to know more about that, what's going on with that particular entity, uh, you can you New York, by the way, mm. uh, there is an entire television show. Yep, an episodic. Yeah. With uh, about the other 99 times. What is it? A uh, count your blessings. Count your and, and that is amazing. So both of your books have uh, basically hit the stratosphere as far as one has a podcast deemed after it, the other has a television show deemed after it. Wow. Wait, wait, wait. I'm four colleges and three high schools, too. And a partridge in a pear tree. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. That is amazing. So, actually, you're, so you're, you're fulfilling the dream of your mom and the, uh, the dream of your five generations of a railroad family. That's that's all right. That's a beautiful thing. And if you want to fulfill your dream and get the information to us, just go to carloswallace.com, leave your opinion, and you might be on the, uh, the opinion box. The thing students say, like, you know, man, because of this book, I didn't commit suicide. Because of this book, I can now uh, speak in public and come out of my shell. Because of this book, I'm not so worried about what other people say about me, you know, not looking for their validation. That's what means that you know. That's what that's what touches me. Um, my favorite chapter was about not letting either your boss, uh, boyfriend, girlfriend, mother, family, anybody get in your way of being successful in whatever it is you want to do. To purchase life is not complicated. You are or the other ninety nine times, or to download the audio versions, please visit carloswallace.com. Please visit www.carloswallace.com. That's Carlos Wallace. We would love to hear your opinion. What's going on, everybody? 
is Carlos. I just want to say thank you again for tuning in. Uh, we really, really, really appreciate it. And to show my appreciation, I would like to give you a free audio copy of Life Is Not Complicated. You are. That's right, the best-selling book. I'm gonna give you a copy free for listening. If you would like one, please text "complicated" to two two eight two eight. That's text "complicated" to the number two two eight two eight to receive your audio copy. Thank you.